0: Welcome to Reflections with a Prayer Therapist. Thank you for joining us today. This is the place where we explore and reflect on different stories of prayer and how they've changed things. Thank you again for coming and listening to us. Hi, Kristen. How are you?
1: Hey, good. How are you?
0: Uh, Awesome. So, Kristen, we're going to get started right away. Um, Welcome back, everyone. Um, Thank you for um, attending the next edition of um, Reflection of a Prayer Therapist. Tonight, we have Christian Cook on the line, um, who is the campus staff minister with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. Um, She served at Randolph-Macon College in Ashland, um, Virginia since 2017, and loves being part of what's going on there on the campus. So Kristen, um, I thank you for coming and spending some time with us tonight. Um, How's it going?
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Things are good. (laughs) Things are really good.
0: Awesome. So Kristen, I'm gonna start um, with the fact that our topic tonight is why is prayer such a vital part of a (laughs) missionary's life? Um, you are helping us um, basically go through this series that I've put together um, in reference to in, in reference to why prayer is such a vital part. Um, kick it off by just basically saying, tell us about your work as a
1: missionary. yes, yeah, so I uh I'm a campus minister, uh, and so I, I kind of serve as a missionary to the college campus. Uh, our our vision is to see students' lives changed, trans- campus renewed, and world changers developed by the gospel. Uh, and so my role there is really to work with the students, and especially student leaders, uh, awesome. to both, like... Um, like share the gospel with students and see people become Christians, but then also to develop them into people who live out their faith for the next you know, 40, 60 years.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I love the fact that you're doing that um, because I, I know um, I, I used to serve with uh, um Chi Alpha years ago and mm-hmm. I know one of those statistics that say that when students move on to college, they kind of walk away from mm-hmm. their roots of Christianity and to see that, you know, there's organizations out there that would help them not only get back on the right path or stay on the right path, mm-hmm. but right. basically helping them grow in their walk while they're on that campus to become productive Christian citizens here. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, what are what are some of the things that um, you've seen um, mm-hmm. that has really been a major focus? What are some things that are happening on the campus right now? That should I say mm-hmm. that you are seeing there's a major focus in your ministry time there?
1: Yeah, I mean a major focus like right this minute uh, is that we're actually seeing like sparks of revival on our campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Mm -hmm. students and especially some of our student leaders have this desire to pray um, and to like have this deeper intimacy with God. And they're longing to see students around them and the town around them experience that. And so, um, you know, we talk about usually the first two weeks of a college student's life, but also the following, you know, four years are the most spiritually open time in a person's life. And so to see what these young people on campus have a vision for and that God has, you know, kind of revealed in prayer to hear that, um, you know, there are students just seeking to have their peers have the opportunity to hear the gospel and to know that season in a, in a person's life. It's, um, yeah, it's just awesome to be seeing what's happening there right now.
0: Mm, yeah. I've um, I've just heard about all the just revivals starting to mm-hmm. break out on that campus. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the U.S. is needing a major revival. And mm-hmm. to see it's starting to break out on colleges, college campuses is just so awesome, you know? Because, I do, yeah. Because they're the next generation. They're the ones that's going to start mm-hmm. running things. So yeah. to actually put them in a position where their lives are being changed as Christians, mm-hmm. that gives me hope that as things move on, that we're going to have more and more Christians mm-hmm. in some roles um, that really, really matter um, in our government, um, mm-hmm. doctors, you know, um, where not only are they dedicated to their, um, jobs, but they have something a little bit more special that's above that, you know? Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's really in line with my personal hopes and, um, you know, the work that I get to do to see, um, you know, people who are just authentically living out their faith, who are, you know, seeking what God is doing and saying yes to that and wanting to live that out, you know, in the workplace, in their family, in the job that they have next as, you know, vocational ministers and things like that, but whatever's next, like, I, I so long to see people living out their faith.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Christian, tell us about what made you want to be a missionary.
1: Yeah. Um, I, that's a great question. I, I was in my, in my campus ministry, all four years of college, um, And I I served in some church internship roles, the first two summers of school. And um, they're like pastoral internships. We just got a real taste of everything that the church is doing locally. Um, And I just really started to feel called to ministry. Like this was something I I might be gifted in and called to. And the longer that I spent time doing ministry on campus, I think there's just the more my passion for evangelism and seeing people come to know Jesus grew, and um, you know, the colleges are really a really strategic place for that in a lot of ways. Students are so open and interested in spiritual questions and figuring out who they are and what they believe and what they believe separate from what their parents believe, and um, you know, from there they go everywhere, right? If you reach the college campus, you can reach most corners of the earth, um, and so I, I think. I just really started to think a lot about and feel called to and especially in prayer, like what if I gave my life uh, to this calling of of sharing the gospel and of seeing people live out their faith? Mm. It's, yeah, it's been really that, good.
0: That's good. That's good stuff there. So tell us specifically specific ways life has been richer, because of what you're doing on that campus, because Mm -hmm. I know um, it has to affect your life in some ways Mm -hmm. to just see this stuff being lived out. And then Mm -hmm. also you're putting blood, sweat and tears behind (laughs) it, trying to walk out what God is asking you to do. Um, So tell us how this whole experience has been more richer for you.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I tell my student leaders, all the time that the most important thing they can offer to their small group or to the people that they're, you know, sharing the gospel with or uh, things like that, you know, the the most important thing they can offer to people is their relationship with Christ, Um, you know, to be close to Jesus yourself more than, more than anything. And so, um, you know, for me leading this group, like I have to live that out first um, Mm -hmm. and have to, you know, I, I get to uh like deepen my relationship with Christ and to follow to follow that, and I, I think it's been it's been so rich uh, that for me to be close to God gets to be used for other people to to know Him more. Um, I think that's been a real gift. And you know, something special about um, Randolph Macon where I specifically am. Um, you know, I I come from. I went to UVA for undergrad and it's a really academic and performative and achieving kind of space. Um, And Randolph-Macon really like wants your authenticity. They don't want me to perform. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think being there and getting to do ministry there for the last five years, like they've really asked for my authenticity and my vulnerability and expected that from me. And so to have this combination of just pursuing God and being pursued by God and having these students just so long for me to be authentic and vulnerable with them as I lead. Um, It's just such a gift. I've gotten to more and more live out being the person that God has made me to be uh, and to have that be both a a gift to people, but also just a a gift to me that that's Mm
0: -hmm. what
1: they've asked for and what God has put me in the place to experience. Um, And that's that's been incredibly rich. Um, And I've seen students grow immensely in their own faith and to, you know, be the people that they are as image bearers of God.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, um, I know, I'm you know, I'm in ministry now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I've been on ministry, been in ministry before on a campus. And just to see when the light bulbs come on, is just such a a blessing to me when Mm. a student when you see the light bulb come on in the student where they're pressing in pressing in so hard and they don't even at that point when they're first just starting to press in they don't even know why they just know something has captured their heart Mm. Mm -hmm. you know they haven't gone they haven't even started really going through the discipleship of knowing who christ is really
1: mm-hmm. they
0: just know something captured their heart like nothing not, nothing ever you know what i'm saying yeah and, uh, to see that light bulb come on and to see that pressing in even though they don't really know they're pressing in all they know is i gotta have more of whatever has captured my heart you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> just it's, good. See, it's just to see that it just it puts you on fire it's like a blessing like a ricochet blessing that happens you know
1: yes Um, i mean it's it's maybe one of my favorite things about like evangelism and studying scripture with people who don't know jesus yet it just i mean i believe it more and more the more someone digs in and you see those kind of light bulb moments or they're mm -hmm. asking good questions and you just can't wait you Mm -hmm. know for them to have those moments it's yeah it puts me on fire yeah that's a, yeah. that's a good way to put yeah.
0: that. Yeah, the, those ricochet blessings—it's like it's a ricochet. You never see it coming. It's just <laughs> like you're just going, going through it, doing what God has asked you to do, and all of a sudden you get that ricochet blessing, and it's like, wow, I never saw that blessing coming at all, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
0: And I just, I just love to see that um, in college students, you know. Yeah, um, really, it's really a special moment you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um Kristen tell us about a time where prayer made a total change in your circumstances
1: Mm. you know I have this this vivid memory um we we fundraise everything for our jobs you know salary and ministry Mm -hmm. expenses and things like that and I've for a long time had just really big gaps every year um and I remember one of the first years that it, it got to be about May and our fiscal year ends in June. And so I was just with one of my friends at a camp that we were leading and um, I was just really kind of heartbroken about it and stressed about it and wondering, you know, will God provide for me and for this ministry work and you know, what am I doing wrong? And how can I do this different? And how can I pray and all these things? And I remember my friend and I just praying on the porch of this building where we were meeting. Um, I couldn't even I couldn't even say out loud what I was hoping for. But I remember her asking me, like, what would what would lead you to believe that God really does see you and does really care? I couldn't even answer. But I was thinking, you know, he would he would close this gap in some way that I'd never expect. Um, And so she just prayed on the porch with me and uh, just really faithfully asked that God would show me that he is in this with me and provides for this work that he's called me to. And um, a couple of days later, I got an email saying that somebody had anonymously given thousands of dollars uh, that completely closed my gap. And it had happened that day. Like Mm -hmm. it was made right then while she was, you know, I mean, I don't know to the minute, right. But that same day while she was praying that Mm -hmm. God would meet me in this. And it just started to, I mean, I I don't know if it completely changed my circumstances, but it really changed my posture. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. uh,
0: Yeah. yeah. I think um, situations like that, it makes you wake up. It makes Mm -hmm. you wake up and go like, you know what? I read about this God mm-hmm. that's powerful. Yeah. And sometimes I take it for granted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. But when I ask, he delivers. Yeah. When I pray, he delivers. Yeah. You know, and to, you know, because we all have different circumstances mm-hmm. and we know that Satan plays around with different things. Sometimes Satan will just push that button. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, and we're like, what if, what if, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, but the reality is when we can go and just lay it out on the mm-hmm. altar mm-hmm. and let God do what God does. Yeah. You know? Don't take it back, but let God do what God does. Mm-hmm. Then it's like a release happens. Mm. It's like, what was i worried about you know saying? <laughs> yeah 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 you know? and 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 our circumstances change in mm-hmm. multiple ways not only do we see then you know because faith is you know you know things you believe in without really seeing it yeah but then there's a production that happens a producing that happens mm-hmm. that you then see so your faith level goes up like mm. exponential, yeah, but then also your circumstance changes in your heart because yeah. you just grew one step closer in your relationship with Christ.
1: Mm, that's good
0: and you and you see the power that Christ has, you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so everything that that faith is telling you to do without mm-hmm. seeing it all all of a sudden materializes yeah yeah in front of you and you you can't deny it you can't say anything but god did that because you know it wasn't you other than you praying you know
1: right oh yeah (laughs) i mean in this particular instance right i remember like i mean there was no name attached i had no one to thank or praise but god Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's it's yeah like things that felt huge to me all of a sudden became so small in realizing like our God is just powerful enough to to do anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what has God been teaching
0: you and showing you recently through prayer? I know mm-hmm. we talked, but it may be other circumstances oh, yeah. that maybe you've seen here recently that God's been teaching you something through, and I would love to hear about it.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean. I think I've really in the last, I'll say in the last maybe like eight months or so, um, I've really been been learning a lot uh, about like not just believing that God speaks to me, like that He hears me in prayer, but believing what He says, um, and really having to practice like, yeah, what I hear God telling me is true, um, and I believe not just that He said it, but I, I believe it's true. Um, and i'd I'd say that's been happening through like, you know, I, I sometimes get you know a different word or a picture of something or feel really called to something. Um, and i I think for a while, I'd been kind of doing the work of believing like, oh yeah, I, I know what, how God speaks to me. Um, and in these last couple months, I've really been kind of called to some action um, mm-hmm. and called into like, belief in a way that that's just deeper, you know, with like things like revival or what's the calling on my life or, um, you know, who do I, who do I pursue with the truth of the gospel? Um, you know, there's been some action steps to take and, you know, that's, that's hard to do unless you believe that what God is saying is true. Um, and so I, I think I've really been learning a lot about that. I've been hearing about that. In scripture and hearing about that in prayer and um, I don't know is even just this week I I really just kept feeling um, one of my grandpas is not a Christian and I just felt so compelled all this week to share the truth with him and um, I was being kind of stubborn about it because he doesn't really want to hear that from me and we got to communicate over email and all kinds of stuff and I went I sat down to have my regular like morning prayer quiet time and God kind of just popped into my mind and said don't you have an email to write <laughs> I, I was like I thought I was gonna read this book and pray for a little while <laughs> I said my computer's in the car
0: <laughs> yeah those are excuses
1: sometimes know, he doesn't like to so get away with it. <laughs> yeah yeah but you know he's kind of like no like you can type that up on your phone or you can go get the laptop, but." I think we've got an email to write. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, but I believe not just that God is speaking, but I believe he wants me to, you know, be obedient and believe he has intentions behind those things. And, um, you know, sometimes it's about what I'm doing. And sometimes it's just about saying yes and being faithful, but um, I sent my email. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, You know, I get to sit and be at peace about that as, as much as I can knowing no and I, I did what the lord was inviting me into that day and um, i think that's good yeah
0: because the reality is that god asks you just to write mm-hmm. the letter but all the other stuff yeah. god's going to do you know what right. i'm saying and right. it may it may not the letter may just open the door a little bit, Mm -hmm. but all the other stuff, the Holy spirit has to work all that through. And, and and it may be a process, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but your letter, you know?
1: Yeah. I I mean, I hope so. You know, I hope so. (laughs) I, I trust that, you know, if he's meant to read it, that, you know, the spirit will prompt him to open it. I trust if he's meant to, you know, read it with an open heart that the spirit will get him ready for that. And, You know, we'll, we'll see, but um, yeah, it's, it's amazing, you know, the combination of, of prayer and obedience and, and then just leaving things that aren't for me to do to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So
0: one of my last questions for you is what, what was or what has um, been your most meaningful experience as a missionary? And I know that's kind of like a, a wide open um, question, but I know even when I was a missionary that there were many experiences um, from different points of view, from different points mm-hmm. of life that um, were very meaningful. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a moment, open you up to talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so tough to narrow that in, in some ways, um, there's been, you know, there's just been, uh, like infinite meaning to the things I've, I've gotten to see and do and experience over the last five years. Um, but you know, I think, I think what stands out at least in this season, um, is, uh, my, my campus has been a replant, um, where there was a long time where there wasn't staff and, um, we just had this really like faithful group of seniors when I got there um, who were graduating out that year and helped helped us start things back up and um, and now I've got here you know, my first group of freshmen that I had, you know as, as a staff by myself on this campus are graduating this year. Um, and it is just so astounding and fulfilling to see, the kind of growth that um, you know these individual students have had and the way that I've gotten to grow. But then also like, you know, we talk about the campus changing because of, you know, people in different places on a campus meeting the Lord in a life-changing kind of way. And I'm seeing the fruit of these first five years and what God has done and um, is uh I don't know we we set all these goals each year we like pray and discern and make charts and tables and dream and brainstorm and um, you know we hope we're in line with what God wants to do um, and over the last year or two I've just gotten to see these these teams of student leaders that are you um, they're just they're devoted to building something they might not see the fruit of so that other people can meet Jesus on campus later. Um, and and we're just seeing the fruit of it. We've set goals with God and in prayer and are, are seeing it happen. You know, we talk about missional small groups and um, we talk about a culture of prayer and following the Holy Spirit. And we're just seeing some of that happen. We're seeing students meet Jesus. We're seeing... Um, you know, people who are just really faithfully wanting to share the gospel with their friends. We're seeing folks, um, you know, join join our group later in their college years because they've got friends who've invited them. We've got students who are initiating times of prayer because they want to. Um, and those are those are just things that are. They're just the fruit of of what God is doing and years of prayer, um, and to get to be there and see. See these things that I've been praying, but also people so long before me had been praying, and to just get to be walking here in that season—I um, mean, it's, it's just incredible. It will spur you on for another, you know, decade of ministry if you don't see another fruit in, at all. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been incredible to get to see um, mm-hmm. just like the start of a harvest season here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, think, th- I think on that particular campus mm-hmm. that. I think the spiritual demographics is yeah. rapidly changing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't, I don't know. Do you agree with that?
1: I think so. I mean, I I've often said that, that it felt kind of like a spiritually dark place. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of times Christian students have felt really alone there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's shifting, like being back on campus this fall, cause we were gone off campus for COVID for a long time. And, um, being back, we'd been praying that it would be like this because it seems like it, but this, the darkness has just kind of lifted. Like it's a place mm-hmm. that feels hopeful and light and students are um, and they're just eager to pray. I mean, something has changed.
0: Yeah. 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 It, it's interesting. You could tell when God's shifting things, when college mm-hmm. students are like getting up early in the morning and says, it's time to pray. And come on, let's go, let's go pray and getting groups Uh of people together to pray early in the morning. Cause you know, Mm -hmm. they don't want to get out of bed early in the morning. Right, right. So to see that prayer is a priority and I want to bring somebody with me, Mm -hmm. things are shifting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yep. We've been joking. The things that get us up early are, uh, you know, travel and revival prayer. Um, (laughs) you know, you just wake up and you're like, I'm ready. Let's go.
0: Yeah, 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 and and I think it's so awesome that um, this is happening on that campus. Um, mm-hmm. I was so excited to be able to um, get you on the podcast because I know personally about what's happening on that campus, and um, I hope that this this fire that's brewing is mm-hmm. spread to some of the other campuses mm-hmm. because this that is the generation. That's gonna change things quicker. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I really believe that God is going to use his, his children, his, his young adults and his, his children to change the mess that we've created. Mm-hmm. And the the college students are gonna be the first level of that change, you know? Yeah. Um, the children right now will be right behind them. Because they're like breaking out as well. but mm-hmm. the reality is that that college um, that college, those college students are going to be the first ones that start changing the spiritual demographics.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, So I'm excited what's happening on that campus and just hope that that, that fire um, will shift on other campuses as well.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I've been talking to some of my my other friends who do this work and just kind of tell them, like, you know, get ready. I think God's doing something. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's going to look like, but get ready to, you know, mm-hmm. follow his lead.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: so, Kristen, as we're coming to a closing of our of our time together, would you share with me something uh, or how can I pray for you right now? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, I, I think, I mean, certainly, certainly prayers for just how to lead in this season. Um, you know, we, we keep dreaming about what it could look like for there to be a revival on campus. But, um, you know, we don't we don't know exactly what God wants to do. And so, um, you know, we're just kind of trying to take the right next step. So I, I think just prayers that we would be attuned to the mm-hmm. Holy spirit and ready to say yes to his prompting. And, um, you know, we want to faithfully plan, but we also want to faithfully just respond to the spirit. And so, um, I think prayers there and, um, yeah, I've, I think too, like I've, I've been kind of on this, uh, and you know, I was thinking about how long have I been experiencing revival? And I think it's been a couple years for me really. And sometimes I start to, uh, and start to slow down a little and get kind of tired or loop back into some discontent, uh, before I've got, you know, fresh hope for what God might do. And so I, I just think, you know, to continuously be seeking like consecration and revival, like for God to keep revealing like the ways that I need to be refined, um, mm-hmm. along with like continuing to invite others into what the spirit is doing. Um, you know, I think it, it goes back to the, like, you know, the best thing you can offer is, is your relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Like that's true in revival. It, it catches. And, um, I'm always needing to be like more refined and consecrated and, um, you know, for the spirit to do his work in me. And so I, I think just prayers for some perseverance in that. And some, it's just like, I don't want to say openness. Cause I'm, I'm open, but sometimes I'm tired and, um, I think just for perseverance in the continuing process of, um, yeah, of, of being, you know, sanctified and getting to invite students into just, yeah, just the wave of, of this revival that is, is starting. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray for you right now. Um, father God, I just thank you for Kristen, dear Lord. I, thank you for um, just her obedience, Father God, and say, I will go, Father God. Mm -hmm. I thank you for just having her on that Randolph-Macon campus, dear Lord, and being a light to all the students and being an example of what you want to happen on that campus, Father God. I ask, dear Lord, that that burning, dear Lord, will continue on that campus, that hearts will continue to be saved, Father God, and that people will continue to spread that fire to their friends and their families, Father God. I've been hearing some awesome, awesome stories coming off that campus of what you're doing there. And I ask that you just continue to give Kristen the the stamina, the power, the encouragement, Father God, the love that she needs and the blessings that she needs to keep this going on, Father God. Um, We know that it's not just her, You're using her to light the fire, but it's not just her. There's embers falling everywhere, Father God. And so, Father God, I ask that someone else would not only um, uh, catch the fire, but will pass the fire, Father God. Mm -hmm. I ask that great revival to continue on that campus still, Lord, that students will not only stay on that campus, but go off that campus and spread that fire of revival, Father God. And dear Lord, I ask that provision will continue to pour in for, for your work that needs to be done on that campus, dear Lord. And dear Lord, I want to thank you for lifting that darkness off that campus. If people can identify there was a darkness, Father God, then there was a darkness. And But dear Lord, you have lifted that darkness. You have changed the, the, the spiritual demographics on that campus. And so Father God, I thank you for that. And I ask that your blessings continue to fall on the Randolph Macon campus in Jesus' amen. name. And Father God, I ask that you continue to bless Kristen, dear Lord, as she moves forward in everything that she does. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, Kristen, how can people get in touch with you if they yeah. want to, if they want to reach out to you or even throw a donation your way mm-hmm. how would they get in touch with you
1: yeah uh, email works great um mm-hmm. my email's kristen.cook at intervarsity.org um you can check out our website for randolph macon iv it's rmciv.com um and then if people want to give i would be so grateful uh, and you can do that at give and then you just type my name in the search bar and i should pop right up
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and for for the people that are listening to this podcast, Randolph-Macon has experienced a shift where revival is sparking on this campus. And uh, if you ever um, have someone that that is going to start going to college, definitely check out check out Randolph-Macon mm-hmm. in Aspen, Virginia, um, if you are looking for your child to get a great education as well as um a a encouragement and uh, a discipleship in Jesus Christ mm-hmm. so thank you thank you so much for joining us um, tonight Kristen thank you so much and um we're going to close out and um, again thank you
1: yeah, have a thank good day. You. <laughs>